Heavenly Father, we worship you. There is no one like you, God. You that determined to save us. You determined to go to the cross. Lord, the people around you try to discourage you. But you said, I must go to Jerusalem. For my sake. Lord, you knew there was danger in Jerusalem. Lord, you knew, oh God, that the Roman armies were gathered. Lord, you knew that the authorities that be, oh God, they have taken counsel to torture your flesh. But God, you have already determined to save me. Thank you, Father. Thank you for visiting Jerusalem on a day like this. Thank you. Thank you for beginning the process that brought about my salvation. Glory to you. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I want to begin by saying that God loves us so much. And the only reason why me and you live today is because God loves us. Amen? Amen. The reason why Jesus came, the reason why he had to experience what he experienced, is so that me and you might have life. But the heart of the Father bleeds every day. When the people that he has given life, they have vehemently refused life. They refused him when he came in person. They refused him when he taught them. Jesus came and when he saw the sick, he had compassion. He will minister healing to them. When he saw the cripple, the lame, he had compassion. He made them walk. But he told the people, he said, don't tell them who I am. Don't tell them. Don't let them know. But on a day like this, that we call Palm Sunday. The Bible says that he told his disciples, he said, I must go to Jerusalem. He said, but maybe we should just pass through Samaria. Let's pass through Samaria. But my heart is to go to Jerusalem. Why? It was time for him to pay the ultimate sacrifice. He had given the people healing. He had opened blind eyes. He has raised up the dead. But that was not the ultimate. That was not the reason why he came. Amen. It's part of his ministry. Because in Isaiah chapter 60, when he read his commission to his people, that's part of it, to open blind eyes. But the ultimate of his ministry is that he might save his people. And do you know something? That was actually the prayer of the children of Israel in their religious sacrifices. 
The topic today is blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Do you know the meaning? The meaning is blessed is the one that has the authority from God to save us. And they will say Hosanna in the highest. When they shouted Hosanna in the highest, the, the meaning is save us now. Amen. Even though we, when we sing Hosanna, we are praising. It's a form of praise, but it's a prayer of the people of Israel. They have been praying that prayer in their tabernacle worship. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And Zechariah had already prophesied about this event that happened today. Which we are celebrating today. Amen. In Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. Can somebody read it? Zechariah 9 verse 9. Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious. Yet, he is humble, riding on a donkey. Riding on a donkey's colt. Amen. Have you seen that? In Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, scripture says, Rejoice. Your king is coming to you. Because they have been praying for this king. Oh, how they missed the days of King David. How they missed the days when they would go to battle and the ark of the Lord went with them and they had victory. Oh, how they looked up to a king that would give them leadership. But this time around, King David was no longer there. But they were still relishing the memories of King David. Not knowing the program of God. And God has spoken to them through the mouth of the prophet. He said, your king we call. Amen. God has prophesied through the mouth of his servants. Several ways Isaiah spoke. And unfortunately the people refused to recognize when the master came. And you know my heart bleeds today because even the children of God don't know the times that we live in. We don't understand even the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says on that day he was made up. Thank God for the miracle of raising the, the dead. Thank God for the miracle of making the blind see. Thank God for the miracle of the cripple walking. But I have an ultimate mission. I must go to Jerusalem. Why was Jerusalem important in his life? Do you remember that Jesus was always telling them, don't tell them that it's me. Don't tell them who I am. Sometimes, when he approached the demon possessed, they would begin to say, ah, what have we got to do with you? Our time has not come. He would say, shut up. He didn't want them to expose him. But on this blessed day, which we are celebrating today, he gave the announcement. He said, go and bring me the coat. God has a very wonderful sense of humor. He wanted to now declare what they want. He wants to declare his kingship to the people. Yes. He said, rejoice, O daughter of Zion. Your king come to you. Have you seen a king riding on an ass or Coat. 
The kings would rather come riding on top of the hosts. Amen. Of course, in those days, if you go to battle with the ass, and somebody comes with an horse, of course you know that physically you are losing. Amen. But scripture says, through the foolishness, through foolishness, God has confounded the wisdom of the wise. This king has seen the horses. He has seen the chariots. He left it. But he did it to announce to the world his kingship through something. Through humility. Amen. Amen. The Bible says your king come to you riding on an ass. Even though they try to decorate the ass, it remained an ass. What is he trying to say? It does not matter how powerful your weapon is. The battle is not meant for the strong. The battle is not meant for you and your weapon. The battle is the Lord's. Are you hearing me? God has never conquered any battle through depending on the instruments of men. Praise the Lord. So on that very day, when he was coming, the people were celebrating him. They brought the palm. Some people, they did dobale. What do you remember we call dobale? They brought up their clothes and they laid it on the ground for the master. Amen. He didn't refuse it that day. Before then, he would have refused it. Are you hearing me? He would have refused it. But on that very day, he didn't refuse it. And when the children were shouting, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The priests in the temple, they wanted to shut the children up. He said, leave them. He said, leave them. If you shut them, the Lord will do what? He will raise stones. Amen. But I was asking myself, what is the relevance of this visitation to Jerusalem today? He has been going to Jerusalem. He has been entering the temple. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus had been entering the temple. In fact, that was one of the first places he entered the moment they arrived from Egypt. <laughs> Amen. Because the family, his parents took him there. Praise the Lord. And when he, as he was growing up, he was going there to interact with the pastors. So he had been going. But today is different. Why? Praise the Lord. That very day triggered the beginning of the process that led to his crucifixion. Because since they were telling the people, say this man is trying to take over power. This man is trying to take over power. He wants to organize people to overthrow the king. They were looking for reasons. So that day, Jesus came to give them a reason. A very reasonable one for that matter. But you know something? Why he was giving them a reason, he was doing something which meant, which had a very prophetic significance for us as children of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are we following? Haggai chapter 2. As we are, God is going to help us to quickly look into this because there are so many lessons to be learned in the event of that day. The Holy Spirit will help me to emphasize the one that is most relevant for us today. 
But there are two areas. Or let me say, there are two areas that we can consider. The crowd of followers that shouted praise to Jesus Christ. One. And then two, the action of Jesus Christ in the temple. Because from verse 12, we read down to see what he did in the temple. Praise the Lord. Haggai chapter 2, somebody reading from verse 7 to 9. Haggai 2 verse 7 to 9. I will shake all nations and the, desire, and the desired of all nations will come. I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place I will grant peace declares the Lord Almighty. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus' visitation to Jerusalem on that day, I said, had prophetic significance. But let's take it step by step. While he was going, the Bible says he had crowd before him and crowd behind. And they were praising him. They were also in their praise, praying, saying, Hosanna in the highest. Send us a savior. We need a savior. We have labored under our tax masters for a very long time. And so they shouted, Hosanna in the highest. And you know they believed in the words of the prophecy, but they didn't really understand what they believed. They believed that the, the, the savior will come with authority from the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. But while Jesus was going, there were very important people that accompanied him. And let's begin from those group of people. Number one, he had his disciples that followed him to Jerusalem. Amen? Do you know wherever Jesus was going and doing his work, he had his disciples following him. Amen? So they were always there with him. The twelve, they were there. And the other disciples, the scripture didn't talk much about them. They were all there. And they were also in the midst of the crowd that shouted Hosanna, the Pharisees, the scribes. And then, amongst those who shouted Hosanna, we are the commoners. Those people who, you know, there are people who, when they hear noise, when there is, some, when there is a noise outside now, some people are ready to run out of the church to go and find out what is happening outside. So those group of people, they were also there. Because probably they were, I don't know what they were doing in their houses, and they had people shouting, Hosanna, they would just come out and see this crowd <laughs> with pamphlets, and, and they will go and plug their own and join them. There are people like that. Are you hearing me? Even today, when people do demonstration and riots, there are people like that. From hostel, they will just see people rioting. They say, through activity, they just come out, wear their jeans, and join the activity. So there are people who join activities without actually understanding why they are joining the activity. Those people are here now. Amen. Those people are here now. They are seated down. When we sing praise, they join us to sing praise. When we say today is Palm Sunday, they are even here with Palm. If you are here with your Palm, raise up your hand. <laughs> Amen. They are here. But it's because of you that Jesus entered the temple. Are you hearing me? Amen. So that you will cease to be that kind of person in the name of Jesus. When you join a group of people, you should know why. If you say you are a Christian, you should know what. 
Don't be a Christian when you have not met the Lord. We are gradually entering into the period that it is dangerous again to say I am a Christian. Are you hearing me? We are gradually coming to the... See, we entered, it was there then. We came out of it and there was revival. It became the the norm for people to say I am born again. And even native doctors now are also doing flyers for crusades. They are born again. People now identify with Christianity, but very soon. Very, very soon. The world is tilting to... See, everything that will make it happen is happening. So it is dangerous for you to say, I am a Christian, and you are really not a Christian. You are joining the crowd, like those people who were accompanied Jesus to the temple. Why did I say so? After Jesus entered the temple, he offended the authorities. Very soon, because of your faith, people you hold there might be offended. So it's better you define where you belong now. Am I a Christian? Am I really born again? If I'm not, let me leave this place. Just leave. You know why? The people that will be added to the kingdom, God touches their heart first. Amen? They are not coming here to please the pastors. They are not coming here to please anybody. They are here to serve who? The Lord. Why? Because they have had a personal encounter with the Lord. And so they are drawn by Him. The Bible says, and I, if I be lifted up, we do what? We draw. So it's God that draws men. When God draws you, you don't need to be pushed to come to church. When God draws you, you don't need to be pushed to pay sacrifices. If it is actually God that is drawing you, you don't need to be begged for you to forgive. Such yourself. Are you one of those people that find it difficult to forgive? Check. It may be that you are here because it is fashionable to be here. Because the number one Christian virtue, the Bible says, if you must, see, if you do not have love in you, then you do not have me. Why? Because God is what? Love. So search yourself. You are the type that is here. You are always offended at people. And you carry it for years. Ten years, you are still offended. Fifteen years, you are still offended. Twenty years, you are still remembering offense. Then, God did not draw you. Amen. Because if God draws you, it will be easy to leave offense. You know why? The Bible says that the Lord, that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit which He has poured forth. Amen. This morning, today's Palm Sunday is a day of soul searching. Where do you belong in the crowd? Are you among those people who were eating and they heard the noise and they joined? Amen. You know there are some people who say, I like the pastor. That's why I'm a member of the church. I just like the pastor. It's, it, it's a very good thing to, where, anywhere you are worshipping, it's a very good thing to believe in the pastors. Amen. That's scriptural. But if you are there because you want to 
please the pastor. That's unscriptural. Amen. You must believe in the pastors. You must believe that the word of God from their mouth is the word of God for you. You must. If you don't believe in it, you can't be blessed there. Amen. You must. But if you're here because you want to make the pastors happy, ah, you're always regular in church. Oh, congratulations. Well done. Well done. Then you are among the crowd that didn't understand why they are there. Amen. And in that crowd, there are Pharisees and scribes. They were also shouting, Hosanna in the highest. They were saying, save us, save us. But unfortunately, <laughs> when Jesus Christ did not save them, in quotes, they were disappointed. Because the same man was immediately arrested. And when he was arrested, after he was arrested, the people began to wonder, this is not this man. <laughs> it's not this man. So they are shouting of Hosanna in the highest. They wasted time. They wasted time. All the hailing, they wasted time. They were knowledgeable people, scribes, Pharisees, PCC members who have been in different churches. You know, there are people who have attended all churches. You know, like me also, I attended so many churches before I finally ended here. Amen. Amen. So there are people who have attended such churches, and but you know, they are really not searching for God. Are you hearing me? They are looking for people who are making mistakes. They say, this pastor, you know, I like his doctrine. He's a, he's a little bad, but he's shift, you know, he likes to talk extra, extra. And let me go to another church. By the time they get to another church, they say, this pastor, the man is anointed. He's anointed, but he's, he's a canal pastor. Let me go to another church where there is holiness. And they now go to deeper life. And they say, I like Kumui, I like him. But our local pastor, he's not as holy as Kumui. And then let me go to... Redeemed. There, there are people like that. You have not been drawn. You have not been drawn. There are people like that here now. They are here. They know the Bible very well. They know the Bible. They are like the Pharisees, the scribes. They are here. They are here. After two months, you just check. Their names are in the register. Their names are there, bro. God have written it down. They are registered. But by the time they stay here for three months, they don't like the word. They say this word, the word is not seasoned enough. We need a hard one. <laughs> they now have to disappear. I'll go to Master of Fire. Praise the Lord. I'll go stay in Master of Fire for some time. They are binding demons. They say they don't like the way these people are binding demons. They leave. So, and you spend all your time moving around. Amen. And you will don't find God. You don't find God. You don't find God. Because if God have drawn you, the Bible says, my sheep, they hear my voice. He will guide you to green pastures. Are you hearing me? Everything. There are so many things around, but all of them are not meant for you. God knows the things that are meant for you. He guides you to them, and he blesses your life with it. Remain there, sir. If you dis discover it, where the Lord, remain there and be blessed. Don't be too quick. Don't be too quick to leave God's presence. Amen. Let me quickly talk, touch the disciples. Now the disciples, these people, they know why they were following the master. They knew. Because even the master from the beginning drew them. He called them. He called them. But unfortunately, the Bible says, one of you, have I not called you to help, but one of you is what? A devil. 
One of you. Do you know that in the midst of that crowd that was shouting, Blessed is who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Judas was there. Judas was there. He was there. And here today, there are people who are worse than Judas. There are people like that. Give them contracts in the church. Ah, that is their contract. That is their job. And do you know something? They make effort to get these jobs in the church. They make effort to get these jobs in the church. But adventure, you have sought for contract here. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Amen. So don't. But if you know you are guilty, repent. That's the reason for the word. Amen. But I'm not talking about you. I'm telling you what the devil and it bleeds the heart of God. Even the very chosen, the disciples, amongst them. Hallelujah. We are going to read. Praise the Lord. I want us to read. There were those who truly loved him, but was weak in the flesh. So when temptations came, temptations came hard, they regrettably fell and denied Christ. Let's read Matthew chapter 26, verse 56. Matthew 26, verse 56. Matthew 26, verse 56. But this has all taken place, that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples... Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Did you read that? He, did he make any exception? He said, then what? Oh. oh. All the disciples, when they shouted, Hosanna, oh, this is our king. But when it was time to prove what they believed, the Bible says, then all the disciples deserted him. Oh. Oh, where was Matthew, the man who recorded this thing? Amen. Where was he? I don't know. Maybe he would have gone back to his former job. Temporarily. Say, okay, I went on leave. Amen. Maybe. But the Bible says they all did what? Deserted him. But there was some, somebody, I love him so much. Peter. Peter. Peter told the master, he said, I will stand. No matter where, I will stand. And there are so many of us who are like Peter. Those are the genuine brethren. Are you hearing me? They are genuine. The master has called them. And they love the Lord. But their flesh is weak. Their flesh is weak. But adventure you are here, and you love the Lord. Inside your heart, you know, your spirit tells you, you love the Lord. And you are always willing to pay those sacrifices. You are always willing to serve the Lord. You are always willing to do what the Lord says you should do. But you fail because of the weakness of the flesh. Sometimes. Today, the word of the Lord says to you, do not be dismayed. That's why Jesus came. Are you hearing me? That's why he came. Jesus came because he knows you can deny him. He knows. He knows. He told Peter, you will. You will. But he looked at Peter's spirit. Peter was willing. Are you willing? The important, the truth is that what God needs is your willingness. How willing are you? It doesn't matter how weak your flesh is. If you are willing, submit it to the Lord. By his spirit, the Bible says, he will quicken your mortal bodies. Amen. But are you willing? First of all, 
Because if you are not willing, that is actually where the devil is looking for. Do you know, let me tell you something. Devil does not really want to attack your, he doesn't have any business with your flesh. How he attacks your flesh is actually through your will. Your will. Amen. That's it. He comes in through your will, your mind. And that's what, that's where your authority. Now let me tell you something. Your life, the direction of your life flows towards the direction of your strong Strongest we. Let's say you ended up, you just came out, you ended up as uh, an occultist. What it means is that inside you, in your mind, you have always liked the practices of occultism. Even though you are in church, but you like the way witches do their things. You like it. And if you like it subtly inside your heart, but you're a member of the church, but you like what occultists do, you like how they can do. You know, I have an uncle who used to be a native doctor. In those days, when they go to marketplace, open, if you challenge him, he will just do like you, your head will catch fire. <laughs> Amen. Your head will catch fire. So people used to fear him. They used to fear. So if you want to be like, you like that kind of demonstration, you like it. There are people who like it. You know, the disciples, when Jesus, when he wanted to pass through Samaria on his way to Jerusalem, the people of Samaria didn't want him. Amen. They rejected him. Jesus said, okay, I'm even, I'm meant to go to Jerusalem. That's where my focus is. Now, the disciples said, Master, don't leave these people like this. Don't leave them like this. Call down fire. Call down fire from it. Let it consume them. Jesus said, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know the spirits that you carry. Amen. He hasn't come to kill, to destroy the life of men. He has come to do what? To give them life. If you're here and you have that tendency, you like to behave like occultists, the Lord will deliver you today. You want to blow, let people catch fire. And you know, that is actually the spirit. That is actually the way Elijah behaved. Amen. Amen. He carried the spirit of God. But because he wasn't born again, he's a prophet. He had the anointing. He didn't know that when he caused fire, the thing will cause, he caught the fire, he consumed the first 50. They came back again. He said, see, if I be a man of God, let fire come down. The first 50 has been consumed. <laughs> he consumed them again. But was it the way Jesus operated? No. But you know, unfortunately, children of God today want Jesus to operate like that. Those disciples were with him. They say, call down fire. Today too, there are people here who want pastor. Sometimes you even want, if, if you can't call down fire, use hand. Hit him. Use hand and hit. There are people who want to encourage their leaders to be violent and destroy people's soul. He said, this is that man. He's condemned. He's a condemned man. Who told you he's condemned? When the Lord has not said so. The only man that has the power and authority to condemn souls is the Lord. I want to round up quickly. The last phase is the temple where he finally entered the temple. The Bible says when he entered the temple, he saw what they were doing. Now, the place where we read in Haggai, that is the link. The Bible says that the glory of this latter house shall be what? Greater than the former. Now, the latter house, the, temp the, the former house, the temple, which they had, Oh, they, 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 they cherished that temple. They cherished it because it was the symbol of their religion. They rallied around the temple. 
If you took away the temple from the Jews, that's a major impact. Amen? And so, they gathered in the temple. But you know, they turned the preaching of the gospel. They turned God's word to another thing. They began to sell, buy and sell in the temple. And they were selling things. I believe they were also selling it very expensive. So the poor couldn't buy. If you want to buy animals for a mission of sin, you can't. Why? Because they have sold animals expensive in the temple. And there are temples like that today. Oh, they sell anointing oil very expensive. They say it's sacrifice. They say you just bring the last sacrifice. That's when it becomes effective. Amen? There are people like And people believe it. And do you know what? When Jesus entered the temple, people were still buying and selling. The Bible says he went there and overturned the table of the money changers. Now, that is what Jesus wants to do in our lives. The Bible says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Lord no longer lives in temples built with hands, but human temples where he habits eternally, if you will let him. This morning, the Lord wants to triumphantly come in. Will you allow him? The Bible says he stands at the door of your heart and does what? He's knocking. If any man, if they locked him out, he was a, a gentle king, he will fight to enter. If you lock him out this morning also, he will fight to enter. This morning, the gentle king wants to come in into the temple of your The Bible says the glory. Now let me tell you, if you accept the Lord and allow him to overturn the table of the money changers in your life, the glory of this your later house it shall be greater than the way you were formerly. In the name of Jesus. If you are also here, you have given your life to Christ, but your life has been up and down like those disciples. The glory of this new house after letting the Lord throw away the temples of the money changers, it shall be greater than the former in the name of Jesus. So, the trick is, will you open the door? That's where the trick That's your will. That's the realm of your will. Shall we rise up to our feet? Let's rise up to our feet. I want us to open our mouth this morning, begin to talk to the Lord. You are a Christian. You have served the Lord. But there are ways where you have experienced, you have noticed that there are weaknesses. Begin to talk to the Lord now concerning your own life. Talk to the Lord. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Part of the weaknesses time failed us. We would have looked at the, the same disciples when Jesus said to them, Can you not watch with me for just one hour? Just one hour. Just one hour. Tarry with me. Can you begin to talk to the Lord now? Open your mouth and begin to talk to the Lord. You're here. You have not given your life to Christ. You are the reason why Jesus entered the temple on a day like this. I want you to say this prayer after me. Please be bold to say it. If you are not bold, it means the enemy is drawing you back. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning. Thank you for your word. Lord, I come to you today. Lord, I'm convicted of my sin. Have mercy upon me. Wash me with the precious blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, cancel my name from the book of death. And write my name in the book of life. Make me your son.
Give me the seal of your Holy Spirit. Renew me and grant me newness of life. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please, if you pray this prayer with me, can you quickly, quickly run up to this place and let's shame the devil. Let's shame the devil. If you pray this prayer with me, can you quickly come? We're going to pray together. You pray this prayer with me. God bless you as you come up. We're going to pray. Anybody that pray this prayer, you want to give your life to Christ, can you quickly come? Hallelujah. Thank God for this number of Christians. So we're going to pray. If you know you're here, you are like the people that run to meet the crowd. You don't really, you're not identified with the purpose of the crowd. You're also here, you are a disciple, but you know that there are weaknesses that are hindering you from serving the Lord the way you should. We're going to pray this prayer. Please put your right hand in your chest. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray together. You're a disciple. You know there are weaknesses in your flesh that have been stopping you. You know it. And when those things happen, you know. We're going to pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you praise and we worship you. Thank you for your word. Because Father Lord, your life, O oh God, you have put in your word. Behold, O oh God, your children. Baba. We have come before you, O oh God. We confess, Lord, the struggles of our lives. Lord, I pray that, Father, you will release your spirit. Like you helped Peter. Lord, release your spirit. To help, O oh God, these your disciples. Lord God, that are saying, there are weaknesses in my life that are hindering me, O oh God, from serving you the way I want to. Heavenly Father, they have the willingness baptize their willingness with action in the name of Jesus. We pray that Father you will fill them afresh with your spirit and grant them the grace of boldness that Lord from this day henceforth Lord they will serve you with newness of life and with grace in the mighty name of Jesus. And we are Lord God Almighty they have fallen they will receive grace to rise up and continue the race in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you Almighty God. Thank you for helping us as a church. Glory unto you. For in Jesus' precious name we have prayed.